0: Who the bloody hell's that? What Age. Oh, Anthony. How are we? I'm really well. How are you? <laughs> Come on in. I will do, thank you. Did that sound staged? Just a little. No, it'll be fine, yeah. I'm
1: going to embrace the whole lounge pant thing next time I'm going to put my University of New Hampshire lounge pants on. You
0: should we'll indeed.
1: You're listening to the Corona Diaries, a sometimes random and often irreverent attempt to understand the psyche of singer Steve Hogarth.
0: I am recording. Yeah, I'm a professional. Oh, yeah, you see, I even recorded turning the washer off.
1: I'm on the other side of the world, so there's one half of that. The first first three minutes is just you talking. (laughs) right, let's press record on Zoom. Recording in progress. Recording in progress. We might as well I'll start then, haven't we? Yes. Hello All oh, right, well hang on then. Let's 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 do me thing. Oh I oh, hang
0: on. No, I've, I just, go. I, I've got a unexpected cough has come on. Now. Oh just now. <laughs> this is just now. You, this minute. You you say hello and then I'll You'll tell me about the cough. All right.
1: Hello and welcome to chapter one five four. ...of the Corona Diaries.
0: <coughs> oh, an unexpected cough. Arrgh! Came on. <laughs> okay. do you, do you literally Came on just answering.
1: this minute... ...just this minute? No, I've got
0: hiccups. Have you? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I have an unexpected... In fact, the, we, we... The bloke over the fence... Um, we he's uh he's an old fella and he lives on his own, but he's also he's also very keen on a, on a drink, he's got a drinks cabinet to rival my own. Oh, good and, man! And uh, just to put you in the picture, and he keeps hauling us over for G's and T's. And he hauled us over the other night, and and then once he got us there, he pointed out that he'd put a joint in the oven, and uh. We were quite welcome to stay and have a bit of his um, his pork, his roast pork. Right. So we did, and uh, he, he, I mean, he he's a lovely fella, but he never shuts up. I mean, and and he only speaks Danish, so I don't know what he's on about. And then the next day, I was back breaking my rocks again, and he pops his head over the um, the the fence yesterday. And his voice is like this. And he goes, I don't know what's happened to me boys. It's gone right up. And, but it's also talking in Danish. <laughs> but it's up there. And I'm thinking, what if this is contagious? And I'm arriving in Harlem, you know, the weekend going, good evening, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Something's happened to my voice. It's the helium so, gig, <coughs> and right on cue, I've something started. Right, but I think that might just be this <coughs> gin that I'm drinking. mine it, it is is gin. I don't know if there's something in it. Maybe I should leave it. Oh, don't leave the gin. Don't. No, I know. I oh, know it's French gin. It's called Nouaison mm. gin, and it's matured in cognac barrels. Oh
1: yes! Oh, that's so going to work. Sort of
0: darker thing. Mm. Which is a bit interesting. Mm. Um. But um. It it gives you a frog in the throat. I when you just said, did you, oh, did you I'll, see I'll, what I did there? Yeah, I, I saw. I'll yeah, go with it. Yeah, yeah no, no, bro- no, it was
1: it was very good. Is it? Was, do it again, do it again, because actually I didn't, I didn't give it enough. Let's do it. Let's do that again, go on.
0: But unfortunately, being French, it gives you a frog in your throat. Oh, that's classic. That wasn't as funny. No, it wasn't. Maybe you know, we could timing. edit the two together. It's all about timing, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't do it a third time. I find timing's all about comedy.
1: Hmm. Hmm
0: personally mm.
1: when you said that about gin i was like what's he doing drinking gin at 10 30 in the morning but of course we're a long we're a long way apart aren't we
0: we are we're much further apart than we normally are mm. and, and normally you can't you couldn't throw a stone between us could you no. normally no you you'd struggle to fire a howitzer in fact you you, you couldn't but yes, at the moment you're in California, um, in the um, awaiting the NAM show. I am indeed. You weren't there, man. You weren't there. Um, and I'm in in Denmark having finished my rocks. I've got all my rocks off and down. And, um, I'm going, uh, we're getting in the car to uh, drive to the netherlands tomorrow and i'm still suppressing a cough the whole time i'm saying this. i can tell cuz you kind of like, you you're, talking, yeah, right on cause you're talking yeah talking slowly there in that kind of measured <coughs> way there we are uh,
1: that was a bit of a cough with a hiccup actually that one
0: i don't know what's the matter with me right. i blame paul's gin
1: yeah. yeah yeah i'm quite surprised the danish do roast pork
0: do they like a, a joint Danish Danish bacon man, it's a it's a peg nation. It's just the whole roast pork thing, like the whole Sunday tea
1: thing. I didn't, mm. I didn't. I don't, I don't know why I didn't think that was a thing.
0: No, they'll do that, and they'll do like a pork loin, and they quite like lamb as well. Sorry to all the veggies out there, going a delicate shade of green as I trot all this out, but they uh, they do. <coughs> <coughs>
1: so the only thing that's not trotting is the pig anymore yes
0: yes the pig is not trotting no um but i haven't seen you don't see a lot of pigs though i mean when you consider that it's you know danish bacon and all of that and used to be famous for danish when i was growing up in the Industrial Revolution, Um, it was all about Danish bacon. You used to get adverts on telly for it. You did? In England. With Uh, Danish written on the side, wasn't it? Yes, that was it. Um, And, yeah, I've been here a lot of times and I've not seen a lot of pigs. So they've, they've either cut down on it or they're keeping them underground or... Underground pigs, somewhere, <laughs> pit pigs.
1: <laughs> Are they down the tin mine with the Cornish pasties? <laughs> Who can say? Right. I wonder if you can get across in a in a trotter. Probably can't, can't a you A crust? What are you talking about? Well I mean if a the pigs went the pigs went down the the, the, pit, the pigs went down the tin mine and they took the Cornish pasty for the lunch, that's the whole thing for the crust, isn't it? You hold the crust to eat it, that was the whole idea.
0: Oh was it? Yeah. What with the miners?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that crinkle round the Cornish they... pasty. That's just a hold yeah. and then so you used to hold that to eat your pasty and throw that bit away.
0: Oh, I see. Oh I'd have probably had that. Oh I always have that. But it, it was probably a bit, you know, tasted of tin or something by then. How have we got from pigs? <laughs> this crust's a bit tinny. <laughs> Where have you had it? <laughs>
1: this crust is a bit tinny. Mm. Mm. It's going to be one of those episodes, today, I can tell. Mm. So I haven't really. Are you had ready? A drink? Yeah. Are you ready? Are you oh. ready for this week? No,
0: <clears throat> no absolutely not, um I don't know. I'm quietly panicking, yeah, but because I don't have access here to a piano, so I can't kind of tiddle through any of the tunes just to refresh my memory. I don't have access to a guitar, so I can't tiddle through any power chords um but I never remember them anyway, um and And so, i mean the 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 provide, provided it don't sound like that. the singer should be all right <coughs> <coughs> I, if this cough goes away did, cough. why haven't you got a guitar there? I don't know you ought to have a
1: guitar there didn't you?
0: yeah, but I don't have any cheap rubbish guitars, and I wouldn't want to leave one of my proper proper ones, ones around now. here in case some um, you know. Inmate. What do they call them when they. um, What do they call them when they rent your place? Inmate's not the word, is it? Inmate's Uh, not the
1: word, no. Client. Client Client. will do. (laughs) Tenant. (laughs)
0: Tenant. In case some tenant ran off with, you know. With with your guitar.
1: Have you not got one of those cupboards? You know, when you rent a cottage and there's always a cupboard that's locked? Mm. And you assume that's where the gimp gear
0: is or. What have you? Yeah. Well, Miles Copeland had one of them at Marowat, and we were convinced the Dead Sea Scrolls were in it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> have you Have you not got one? We never... What? A there. Dead Sea Scroll? No, we're coming. Oh, here. Oh, we've got a thing up in the air. Yeah, but the doors are really sticky. Um, it's got those slidey doors, you know, that run in, in like... In runners? In um, runners? No, not in runners, just those hardboard ones right. that you used to have in the 60s that run inside a sort of a a, a slit in the wood, and they always jam. They're just an absolute nightmare. Um, we've got a bit of that, and into which it's been crammed, I don't know, whatever Lynetta has, 50 duvets and a load of... Christmas decorations (laughs) So no room for a guitar then? (laughs) 40 tablecloths And 270 napkins Well to be fair If you've got 40 tablecloths
1: You do need 270 napkins
0: She sets great store by a napkin Her mother was just the same
1: Right No doilies
0: no, I, I, there might be one kicking about, but th- no, not 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 a lot of doilies in evidence. Right. Although I, I do I do think the Danes will do a bit of lace. I'm sure. Um, old Morton, watch his face; he'll be onto this like a shot. Oh, Morton!
1: Yes, he's our cultural reference, isn't he, for everything he's Danish?
0: Very <clears throat> he's very keen on the with all my all my Danish clangers as I roll them out. He, mm. He writes back and goes, "Well, I think um, I don't want to be disrespectful, but I think you'll find everything you've said so far was fairly bollocks."
1: <laughs> I don't want to, you quit, but <laughs>
0: I'll say in my defence that everything I say about the English is just as ill-informed. No,
1: oh, everything about this is ill-informed, which is which is fine. Mm. So, so going back then, because um, I, I kind of now. I don't picture you with an acoustic guitar. Why don't I picture you with an acoustic guitar in that kind of singer-songwriter way?
0: Yeah, it's just not really me, is it? No. It should be, though.
1: Hmm. You know, you do pared-down tunes and you do all your stuff on on the piano and what have you, and that's very Hmm. singer-songwriter-esque, isn't it? So why am I not picturing you
0: with an acoustic guitar? I've never done it, have I? No. I've never kind of... I've done, I've done, I've done the the odd croon cast with the ukulele, haven't I?
1: Yes, I see well, you with uh, a you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like Tiny Tim. Oh yeah, or oh, Mister Formby.
1: <laughs> oh yes, um, yes. You know, but but never with an acoustic. Well, and, and, but I, I feel I should now. I feel we need to place an acoustic guitar in your hand. I think we need a Steve a Steve H acoustic album.
0: Yes, well, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm very um, conscious of the fact. I'm, I've known so many really, really good guitarists, and so I, I guess I'm a bit conscious of the fact that if I pick one of those up, you, you know, oh lord, yeah, but what's he doing? You know, oh god, what's he doing? Sort of thing.
1: Yeah, but equally, you must have known a lot of fairly terrible guitar players as well, so just channel one of them. Just sort well, of, If I they could. can do yeah, it, just... they can do it, you know, I yeah, can. Yeah,
0: I suppose that. Pete's always very nice about, about me. He always says, oh, you're a better guitar player than you think you are, H. And I say, yes, that still means I'm dreadful, Pete, because I think I'm really, really, really shit. But maybe I'm only really cheered.
1: (laughs) Are we in the margins here?
0: (laughs) I think you're a better guitarist than you think you are, he says. Mm. And I say, I think I might be Pete.
1: (laughs) Now, Pete's quite a good uh, acoustic guitar player, I seem
0: to recall. Oh, Oh, he's a a consummate musician. Get a tune out of anything. Mm. Get a tune out of a goat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to get a tune out would, of a goat, he would instinctively know which hole to blow in. Right,
1: I think we'll leave that one.
0: And which bits to press?
1: I think we should leave that one because we've already the the whole animal rights crowd aren't happy with us anyway, are they? Already, uh, I shouldn't imagine. No, so we perhaps Generally, perhaps no. want to leave that bit out. Though on the on the subject of animals, I went for a run this morning, and when I came back from the run, as I often do when I'm in California, I jumped in the pool. Right, right. And when I jumped that's in the nice. pool, the two ducks that were swimming in the pool jumped out.
0: There was ducks in the pool. There was ducks in the pool. What, like chlorinated water Yeah. with a duck on it? Yeah. Oh, you see, that's the Californian ducks for you. They're so used to it. You know what I mean? They probably rub a bit of Factor Thirty Two on as well before they get in. <laughs> So, that that duck seen... that's a duck factory. it must be because everybody else has
1: 30 but the ducks have 32 don't they
0: have you seen my ray-ban have you seen my ray-ban
1: where's my FP... <laughs> spf 32
0: it's over there on the table next to that pina Collard yes. and your ray-ban
1: and your copy of heat <laughs> i bet a duck would really struggle with the magazine do you think? Yeah. Quite wide, aren't they? <laughs> Duck, ducks haven't got much of a span at all. <laughs> Can you tell I've had no sleep? Yes. Can you tell I'm sleep deprived? <laughs> yes. Um on the on the subject of touring and and we'll get to your roots in a minute, because your roots are absolutely oh, legendary. Start of my legendary this morning. or this evening for you. That's so you've got a bit of that Dickie Davies thing going on, haven't you? Today, <laughs> absolutely fantastic. That they do need doing before Thursday. Look, We're,
0: just just leave them out there. Are
1: they fine now?
0: Yeah, but you've made They're yourself not, <laughs> I mean. you've made yourself a look
1: teenage grunge now. <laughs> um, but we'll yeah. we'll come. In, in fact, will you get a chance to get your roots done between now and Phil
0: Oakey? Phil Oakey, the bus pass you. Yeah. Mm. Um. <clears throat> yeah. I'll. I'll. Something will happen. All right. I'll think. Uh, I will remedy myself in so many ways mm. before I walk on stage. Have you
1: got a little touch-up option? Oh Christ! Yes. All right. With a toothbrush or something. <laughs> toothbrush. A little bit of boot polish <laughs> or something. I don't. I don't know what the touch-up <laughs> option is. Sharpie. Yeah, that'd do it. To be fair, that'd do it. <laughs> Bearing in mind the diary today is all about you getting, burning, getting hair gel and burning your eyes.
0: Oh, yeah. That's happened a number of times in my life. It will do if you put Sharpie in your hair. But it's never been so bad as that day no. in New York. I, had, I didn't even put it in the diary because I, for whatever reason. Maybe I'd forgotten it, but I, I had a vasal bagel reaction Dr. Burns which is hysterical in itself isn't it you couldn't make that up could you Dr. Burns the um, shabby looking little Jewish genius uh, I mean nothing short of a magician um, what was I going to oh yes he told me you've had a vasovagal reaction and I said oh what, what is that and he said that can happen when you're in severe pain in a region of your body which is very close to your brain, because it's so close, you go, you can go completely out of whack, um, and that's what's happened to you, and that's why I felt so god awful, and I was fainting and falling over and everything. Um, I was having some kind of, you know, brain crisis. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny, is it? but i'm laughing no it's just, um, it's
1: just more astonishing that it's only happened the once
0: <laughs> well, I've had a few brain crises, but I haven't had a vasal vagal reaction no. until that day, and he i said a what a what a nasal what he went no a vasal vagal reaction he said you you need to you could read about that He said it's all in the it's all in my book I said, oh well. Don't hold your breath before I wade through that, mate. Um, But um, everything he said would happen, happened. It was amazing. Mm. It was properly, properly biblical, what he did to me. I mean, I was in an autist... I I felt like I should be going to hospital when they wheeled me into his little... Well, they didn't wheel me, and I just sort of staggered up a flight of stairs with Eric under, under my armpit... To keep me upright, and and skipped out like a bunny, wondering where the club was. You know, mm. shall we go out? Mm. Um, inside five ten minutes, it was amazing. Mm. Well, well, come to that, I
1: because mean, the, the the diaries, I've and actually, do you know what? Because I've not read the diary, because I've not brought the diary with me, mm. but I've just listened to it because you've sent me mm. the you've sent me the extract, haven't you? So this is a real first. I've never listened to it before we recorded before. Um, no. And 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 listen to that. And we have talked about that particular incident before because I remember Vasil Vagel. Mm.
0: Um And the other bloke who put the shot in my bum. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I do that, I do remember that. that. But the 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 bit I was going to talk about was um, so I I need to go to Walmart and get some hair gel, right? Because yes. a particular <laughs> hair gel I like you can only get over here. And I need to shout out a guy called uh, Jeff Martin now because Jeff Martin is one of the purples. And I happen to mention um, in um, my podcast that I need I was out of hair gel. And he sent me, bless him, he sent me some hair gel from, um, from the US. He sent me six, six of these full-size hair gels um, wow. because I couldn't get them, um, which cost, will have cost him 20 or $30. But then it was $150 to, to ship it to me. I mean it was just way beyond. No. But I need but I need a couple of the little travel ones, you know, that just to shove in the bag when you you're away for a couple of nights. Um mm. and that got me round to you thinking why am I boring you on hair gel? I'll tell you where I'm boring no, you on hair I, gel.
0: I'm fascinated, I'm not bored at all. Um, hair gel is one of those areas for me. Right. Where all my lights come on. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> a, a runway approach. <laughs> Full on lights. <laughs> um So so I need I need to nip to Walmart like, trying to get some hair gel, right but then then that's what got me to ask you the question because you mentioned the chowder at legal's in oh. the diary
0: hello yes
1: and i love chowder mm. and i really like chowder obviously on the east coast they don't do it on the west coast it's an east coast it's an east coast thing mm. which then got me thinking right of all the places you go in the world how many of these little things have you got that when i go to somewhere i need to do x and when i go to somewhere i need to do y because you must have loads of those
0: I probably have because I am a creature of habit as well I, I tend to return to the same places you know when I'm travelling and, uh, and I don't do it um, God, I was going to say I don't do it consciously maybe I do do it consciously but I do feel comfortable if I've found a place that I think that's that was a nice little moment I had then I'll go looking for that next time I'm in that town if I possibly can. Um... If you're going to ask me to list them, I'll go into no prices because I no, won't be able to come up with them off the top and maybe of my think, head. But I do do that.
1: Maybe think about them because I'm sure a lot of it will be food related. A lot of it will be there's something here and there's a food there and there's a coffee there or there's a drink here. So mm. I get there'll be a lot of that there. Yeah. Do you think that, and actually, this is getting quite serious quite quick. Do you think because of your lifestyle being quite transient that you need those anchors
0: then? Yes, most definitely. Yeah. You do. You need. You need to feel. Yeah, anchored. Hmm. That's exactly it. You just need to feel that you, you've got so few roots that you, you'll you'll throw a kind of a, a um what's the word a, a, a virtual root, I suppose, down in a place um, where you don't remain there physically, but there's a little. It's a little part of you spiritually that stays there, and you'll return to it. Um. Like a murderer coming back to a crime scene. Yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> not like that, no, not, in like, fact. That. not, not like, like that. Not like
1: not like that at all.
0: Uh, no, um, but I do. I will go. I will go, and I'll find the. You know, I'll find a street, and I'll go. I, I've just got to visit this street for whatever reason, you know, if mm. I'm in a certain city. Um, and I, I just want to go and sit in this cafe for five minutes or ten minutes just because then I'll feel like I'm I am sort of back in my own comfortable place for a bit. Um, so and maybe that's just quite simply the fact that you know where something is. So you go there because... Otherwise, you are just casting out, you know, explore, exploring. And what's the point in trying to find a good cafe if you already know where one is? Yeah. So it might just simply be a, a desire, you know, or you'll go, you go, oh, the, the breakfast in there is fantastic. I am going to go there, or just the atmosphere. But I think you might have a point that that, that there is a perhaps there is a greater need. To, 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 um, to feel at home when you're transient because mm. I don't think then, it's habit
1: I think if you, do, if you go to the same place in the town that you live fairly regularly then that probably is habitual that's probably not about an anchor because you're actually in the town you live anyway so you're already anchored but as somebody who's also travelled a reasonable amount nothing like to the level that you have but I've travelled a reasonable amount I, d- I do it as well Mm. I have these things that I return to. You know, I mean, hair gel's not a good example, but in terms of places I like to go for a coffee or a particular food or something.
0: It is a good example. Right. I'm very hair gel sensitive. I'm I'm right with you. Hair gel's a great example. All right. You know, stupid little things are much more important than the big things sometimes. You know, the right feeling like you've got the right hair gel in Mm. because I find hair gel
1: really claggy right and this is and this particular one isn't claggy at all
0: ah there you go you know
1: so so it's almost not behaving like a hair gel it's kind of but it doesn't have that yeah it just doesn't have that clagginess that kind of sticky it just goes in and it holds my hair and it feels nice and I don't know hmm hmm
0: I had a similar thing happen in Montreal last time I was there because I, I thought it'd be really smart. I was I was similar, deal hair product. I was trying to get hold of some what the hell's it called, label M or some I can't remember what it's called, but it was something that you, that the hair salon in Brackley, my local town, used to do, and then I went there and it closed down, <clears throat> so I couldn't get it. So I went on eBay and I went online looking for it and I found somebody who'd got some and they'd got like four or five going cheap. But they were in, (laughs) she was in Cleveland or somewhere, in Ohio. And I thought, oh, that's a shame. And I thought, wait, I'm going to Montreal. So I bought them. And I asked her if she'd mind awfully shipping them to Montreal. There was plenty of time to get them there. And she was really nice, this girl. And she said, yeah, of course I will. And then she found out it was a musician. She said, oh, you're in a band, and blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah, yeah, I'm in a band. Said, oh, well, yeah. And we 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 swapped all of these messages. And in the end, she sent them by, by a bloody, some shit courier. And... Um, I better not name them because I don't want to be putting someone down if it wasn't them. I can't remember who it was, but I've got a sneaking feeling it was UPS. And, I better not uh, name them, but it was UPS. <laughs> I've, I'll go for one that can properly sue me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. might as well. Yeah. <laughs> and they said it. And. Uh, off it went. And of course, I rock up in Montreal, you know, and the first thing I say is, hello, hello, welcome, hello, sir, welcome back to Montreal. I like, go, oh, lovely to be here, darling. It Has my hair product turned <laughs> up? And he goes, what? <laughs> and um, to cut a long story short, um, they'd been impounded by customs <laughs> at the border because they'd gone from America to Canada. And I ended up paying a small fortune for these bloody things. I think they wanted $150 or something (laughs) insane for them. And they'd only cost cost $20. Uh, So then I had to pay the bloody... By then I was was, um, fixated on having these products in time for the show. So no amount of money was putting me off. So... um, I paid the money, and then they never turned up. Oh! And then we did, and then we did the gigs and all of this, and I kept going online, and you know, oh, would you care to click on the tracking button, sir? As they always say, you know, like, and you click on it, and it goes, we don't know where they are. (laughs) (laughs) And click on the tracking, and it just gives you, tells you something vague, like. It's on its way. And you go, oh, that's good then.
1: So they are still out
0: there in some form of hair product loop? No, because the day we flew back, we were all sitting outside this hotel having checked out. We were sitting out in the street when the bellboy runs out, and we're just about to get into a cab go to the airport. The bellboy runs out and he goes, I've got a package for you, sir. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. And it was my hair product. So then, of course, I'd, I'd got to take them home. Uh, I never, never got to wear them for the show, but I did, I, I did end up with them. But um, they were extremely expensive. So massive respect to Jeff for, uh, for putting himself through that expense, whereas if an idiot like me w- would, would pay for it themselves. Yeah.
1: Let's, let's go to the diary. Let's go to the diary on that. And the only thing on the back of hair I'm going to say before we go, and I don't know if you've heard this, with all the stuff... Oh, by the way, I'm just going to say Trump, 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 and leave it there. Just... <laughs> just... Anyway, leave that there. That will... In the fullness of time, Purple, you'll not understand what that means. But for the moment, it's a, an oblique reference.
0: But we're going to have to find a good time to drop yeah, that Yeah, we need a good time to yeah. drop that.
1: But... Um, on the subject of Donald the Donald mm. with all the to and fro and what have you I found out last last week that since obviously he's not the president now when he travels on his private jet and he obviously jumped to New York and then jumped back to Mar-a-Lago last week when he was arrested that mm. private jet is called Hair Force One
0: Hair, Force, Hair One.
1: Force One that's what it's been nicknamed isn't that brilliant <laughs> Air Force
0: One By him I don't think by him But I'm sure he
1: probably likes it Air Force Force One One. Mm.
0: Mm. Right, (sighs) Diary Flying Pig Um, Yes Yes, let's go to Diary Friday, 8th of June, Washington Landed at Dulles Nice flight, no trouble BA staff always friendly and helpful Spent most of it listening to and assembling the lead vocal comp of Invisible Ink We're all still recording our new album, Sounds That Can't Be Made Despite now being on tour The woman next door to me kept talking to me her husband seemed relieved that she was leaving him alone. No trouble with immigration, bought a chai tea in Starbucks, and was amazed to be asked for my autograph by a bloke who had gone to the trouble of hanging around there all day. Bundled into a black minibus that took us to the Embassy Suites in downtown Washington. Happy hour! Free nachos and plonk! Then went to Legal's for a seafood blub including their fabulous chowder. Jet lag crushed me out at 9pm. Saturday, 9th of June, Washington. Woke at 7. Not bad. Starbucks opposite the hotel, so mighty handy for cappuccinos and chais. We'd been offered a tour of the White House by one of the heads of security. Dave Keene, not his real name, who had shown me and Sue round back in the days of Clinton. Post 9-11, everything's changed, and there's about four levels of security to pass through now before you get anywhere near the place. We weren't allowed anywhere near the West Wing. Last time I had actually poked my head into the Oval Office, but had a look round the state rooms, which I hadn't seen last time. So that kind of completed things for me. Dave took us down into the basement where the service staff do the laundry and the cooking, etc., and where Richard Nixon's one-lane bowling alley can still be found and used by Obama himself, and showed us one of the stone windows, stripped of the white paint, to reveal the black scorch marks made when the English torched the entire building in 1812. Later went to the Smithsonian Museum of Air and Space and marvelled at the tininess of the X-15 plane and the command module of Apollo 11, both unbelievably small. I think Neil Armstrong is a good deal crazier than he ever made out. I mentioned this to his son Rick, who confessed to telling the old man, which I'm told made him chuckle. Returned to the hotel and worked some more on the vocal comps. Nervous about my chest, which feels tight, and my voice, which seems to be affected. Sunday the 10th of June, Washington 9.30 Club, gig day. Eric and Wendy took me to the gig Sound check. Had a couple of hours to spare, so asked Eric if he was up for taking me to the other Museum of Air and Space out by Dulles Airport. Inside, there's the Discovery Space Shuttle. Totally amazing up close. Looks like it's all stuck together with gaffer tape and polystyrene. Truly peculiar and amazing. It just doesn't look like it would fly in air, but those astronauts managed to seemingly effortlessly glide the thing down to earth. I'm lost in admiration for their skill and guts. There's also a blackbird there, the dark titanium stealth fighter, which I believe had a top speed of over Mach 3 although much of its spec was classified. Not to mention Enola Gay, the bomber which dropped the atom bomb on Hiroshima, and much smaller than I expected. Hard to know what to feel when standing next to such a machine. The Washington Show was very iffy vocally, and my sound was much worse than i had been used to. We're slumming it. There's no monitor desk on this tour and it was always going to be difficult. Overnight on the bus, and in the morning I woke up half-blind with a burning in my eyes. Oh dear, looks like I'd sweated hair product into my eyes last night at the boiling hot Washington gig. Monday, 11th of June, New York, day off. Checked into the Hotel Marcel around 1 p.m. and made my way in the slowest elevator in Manhattan to room 405. Frenchie got me in to see a doctor mid-afternoon, a demurely charismatic chap called Dr Primus who bore a resemblance to Paul Simon, and he prescribed me more drugs than I have ever possessed in my life. Antibiotics, sinus-clearing tablets, eye drops, steroid tablets and more tablets. I never found out what they were for. He said if I wanted to return tomorrow for a steroid injection, he would bang one in my backside. You'll feel much better after that, he said, with a New York accent. During the day, my right eye hurt less, but my left eye began to burn much worse. I couldn't sleep because I couldn't close my eyes. The pain got much worse and by six o'clock I called Dr. Primus again, who referred me to an eye specialist who could see me at nine p.m. Paced up and down in severe discomfort till then. Around eight-thirty, when it was almost time to go, I had become nauseous and faint. Frenchie found me sitting on the bathroom floor, unable to stand. We tried to cancel the appointment, but the eye doctor insisted he see me, "'so I was bundled into Eric's car, grey and in cold sweats, feeling truly dreadful. "'The eye doctor's name was, appropriately, Dr. Burns. "'Dr. Burns was a small, slightly shabby-looking Jewish genius, with a twinkle in his eye. "'He told me to lean back, and, like a magician, predicted what I would feel. "'The pain will stop in seconds,' he said. "'It did.' and in five minutes you're going to feel much better. Sure enough, the nausea and general awfulness began to lift, and I soon felt not at all bad. Wow! After eight hours of burning pain, it was almost inconceivable that I should feel fine in a moment. Dr. Burns prescribed me yet more drops, drugs and creams to go in my eyes, and I returned to the hotel, able to sleep. Heaven! Tuesday, 12th of June, New York, Irving Plaza, Gig Day. I decided to go shopping for a new gig jacket. I'd emailed Jason Hart. I figured that, being a gay New Yorker, he'd know exactly where I should go shopping for a cool jacket. Turns out he couldn't help. Oh, I have absolutely no style at all, he replied. I asked him if he had a current number for Rufus Wainwright and called Rufus, who, after the initial shock of being cold-called by me after such a long time, suggested Barney's department store uptown. So that's where I went, eventually settling on a kind of wedding coat by Fendi. Later in the afternoon, I returned to Dr Primus, who duly banged a steroid shot in my bum. It worked. I felt terrific for the New York show. The reception when we went on stage was incredible. Can't imagine anyone walks onto a stage in New York City to that kind of rapture and affection. The crowd lifted us, and we in turn turned it on, lifting them. A great gig. I texted home, Darling, just tore the arse out of New York City. What a great feeling. I returned to the Marcel and sat down in the shower, immensely relieved it was over. 24 hours ago, it would have been inconceivable to walk on stage at all. Wednesday, 13th of June, New York, Irving Plaza. NYC2 was great too. I had the questionable idea of sitting on my piano during the encore, and as I sang the opening line of Kaylee, it crashed to the floor with me on it. By some miracle I wasn't even bruised and kind of bounced back up without missing a word. Needless to say, the whole thing is now on YouTube and very funny. Being as the piano was now on the floor, I thought I might as well stand on it. I later asked Nick and Frenchie to get rid of it and they duly removed it from the stage, just in time for Mark to point out that Three Minute Boy was next. I play piano all the way through it. I ended up playing Mark's piano while he spun round his other keyboards and played opposite me like we did in the old days on the season's end tour. We had a laugh and finished the show in great spirits. Overall, I felt the gig didn't have the amazing vibration of the first show, but then the set list was a little more sedate. People I later ran into in the street in Philly were unanimous that New York 2 beat New York 1 so what do I know? Overnight to Thursday, 14th of June, Philadelphia. Day off. Woke to a sunny morning in a truck stop and wandered over to look for breakfast. Found Mark K in the cafe and had a coffee with him. Mark and I have had our ups and downs, but we're getting along well again on this tour. I ordered a bit of wholemeal weird cereal, as it was the only thing vaguely healthy on the menu, and Mark paid for it, bless him. Afterwards, I had a wander round the truck store shop. I bought a big torch for home, and marvelled at the display of various types of Viagra at the checkout. One brand was called Rock All Night. I couldn't help feeling for these truckers' poor wives bracing themselves for their return after a few weeks on the road. Around one o'clock the bus rolled into Philadelphia, and we checked into the Hilton Hotel, next door to the wonderful Reading Terminal Market, dropped bags and went walkabout. Walked through the fabulous market, which blazes brightly coloured neons above the bustle of food stalls, meat, fish, cafes, craft stalls, second-hand books, cookies, Huge vegetable stalls piled high with green leaves of every type. I ordered a Philly cheesesteak, which you have to, and watched America go by for a while. I later found an excellent coffee stall and a cafe bar, which was showing the Euro 2012 footy first round games. So I ordered a beer and settled down for an hour before returning to the hotel for more vocal compiling. I later watched a movie something I'll never do, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Very moving, beautifully directed and wonderfully acted by Brad Pitt and the incredibly gifted Kate Blanchett. It somehow made me very homesick and I cried like a baby.
1: And we're back! Um, a, th- a few quick questions on the diary, because obviously I've listened to it. We've talked about legals and the chowder. I love chowder, by the way. Love chowder.
0: Yeah, oh. I do. Great hangover cure.
1: Oh, oh! I mean, it, it's Nothing got to be terrible better. for you. Because it's just butter and cream, isn't it?
0: Is it? Oh, and, and seafood. And fish. And bits yeah. Of, yeah, fantastic.
1: Oh, love it. Um, so we've mentioned that, but in other things that came to mind when we were talking... S- somebody hung about at the airport to get your autograph?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in Starbucks. In in Washington. Does that happen often? Yeah. Does it? Um,
1: yeah. I mean, the, you'll get the... recognised a lot. I get I get that. But somebody actually coming to the airport to get your autograph?
0: It's usually got something to do with rather e He usually has, you know, people on Facebook or whatever that meet him off the plane um, and whisk him away. Is he a bit infirm? Is he infirm? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) No, they whisk him away to to excellent restaurants. You know, he usually has somebody already waiting um, in arrivals. And and then they're usually in. Um, I mean, I I don't think he'd mind me saying this. Well, it's the truth. It's belated. They're, us- <laughs> they're usually in tribute bands. You know, there's all these Marillion tribute bands around the world, and um, he's he's usually in touch with them all over Facebook, which is kind of nice, really, because they're they're uh, they're obviously. It's obviously a big deal for them mm. to be anywhere near a band that they're in a tribute band of. Uh, I get that, um, and so Steve kind of reaches out to them, and then he'll go and play in a he'll go and play in a pub or a bar with them, and he'll get up and you know and do a solo for them, which is you know sweet.
1: That's really nice, really.
0: It is sweet. Mm. Um, and they'll usually buy him a sumptuous dinner <laughs> mm. <laughs> by way of thanks and they'll usually um, they seem to turn up at airports and you go, who oh, are all these people and they'll go, oh it's the such and such tribute band I've, I've said I'll play with them tonight and we'll all go, oh and the next thing he's gone and we're all standing waiting in a line for some goat bus or other and he's off uh, in somebody's beamer in somebody's beamer yeah, yeah. <laughs> see ya. Uh, um but that's that's rothers but i don't know if this was rothers related that sometimes happens though but I've, I've i've you know we've been to places like you know santiago chile and got off the plane and there's been people waiting in arrivals for us. And they've mm. found out which plane we're on and all of that. And you come through arrivals and you're already doing autographs. Mm. And they've waited around all day, which is really, you know, it's it's, it's nice because there's only about eight of them. If, if there was, you know... 80 of them, it the, becomes a bit of a bind, doesn't it? It would be a bind if, you know if it was a small riot mm. you know but that did happen once in Caracas we were all, we were getting our suitcases off the off the conveyor and there was a riot going on in the street and we're thinking shit what's going on in the street there's a riot going on but it was, it was for us <laughs> we go what the hell's going on out there I love it, that <laughs> unrest there's unrest going unrest. on in the street, civil <laughs> unrest.
1: <laughs> so on, back to tribute bands then, because that's now it, that's intrigued me a little bit, right? So, have you met any any Steve
0: H tributes? Well, I've there's there's one or two that you kind of go, "Aye, aye, that's the same haircut, isn't it?" and Aye, aye. that's a long black coat. I've got one of those, haven't I? Aye, aye. Um, that waistcoat rather reminds me of a waistcoat I wore on a certain tour. So, but only now and again, not Mm. very often, not very often. I've, I've, oh, I can't, I can't say too much in public, can I? I can't be. No, tell me later. it, It makes me feel a bit ooh, you know, I don't know. Um, on the one hand, it makes me feel a bit ooh, but on the other hand, I think, oh. So I'm torn between the, hang on a minute, and the, oh, that's quite nice. Do you think he's different? So I, I get how others can go and play
1: with a tribute band and just pop up and pick a song and do a solo. Right, I get mm. that. But that is that harder when it's a singer? Would you go and do that?
0: No, no. Um, I have done, but only kind of under fairly hefty moral duress. You know, if oh, it's you know, we promised you would, and blah blah blah. Um, you know, if you've got off the plane and you're on your way to the hotel, and they go, oh. Is it okay if we just make mm. a little diversion and go there because there's this band and they're on stage at the moment and we've promised and you kind of go, you've done what? Mm. Um, so then you're, you're under a certain amount of, you know, you can either play the petulant Mariah Carey card and go, take me to my hotel, tell them all to get stuff. Or you can go, oh, okay, sure, whilst internally thinking, oh, God. Mm. Um, I I mean, even in the local pub, um, there's a band on on a Sunday night, and I can't go because whenever I go, they call me up and say, oh, do you want to come up and do a song? And I can't go, no, I'm farts mm famous for that I can't do that so I go oh, yeah sure oh fucking hell yeah, yeah. Um, and we always end up doing the same one we always end up doing I Saw Her Standing There because it's the only song they know that I know um, and it's that well here's Steve H for I Saw Her Standing There one more time mm. so I stopped going because uh, I didn't really want to I don't feel the need at no. all
1: and and to be fair, and you've popped out for a light ale and a bag of scratchings haven't you I mean it's not what you've popped
0: out for no and if you know if they were knocking some really heavy duty radio I'd track off yeah and they said do you want to get up and sing this I'd yeah. go yeah or a
1: bit of Bowie or a whatever do you know You'd what be, I mean yeah. if it
0: was if it was the right song at the right moment I'd be totally up for it yeah but more often than not I mean that's what was great with the old rockioke at um, at Port Zeland because Phil Brown knows this band. I can't remember what they're called, but they do this. So the, they have this r- rockioke thing, and they're a real band, but they're like a, a karaoke band, mm. and you, and they've got um, a repertoire of hundreds. I don't know hundreds yeah. of songs yeah. that they play really well you know and the guitarist got all the sounds down and everything I mean they're a they're a shit hot band and so to get up and do a song with them is an absolute joy because you just call a song and they've got it down already and off you go Um, yeah no I get that that would be amazing I got up and did Heroes with them on Sunday night at Portsyland uh because I was by that time my gig was over and I could just enjoy myself Mm. so that was great fun
1: and you can pick a song that you really like
0: yeah yeah something out of the ordinary perhaps
1: my karaoke tune of choice is Sweet Transvestite from Rocky Horror is it Mm. yeah but then again I think Rocky Horror is an incredible soundtrack
0: yeah, yeah, I went there once in in London when Tim Curry was doing. The ooh,
1: thing there. ooh, he was amazing in that
0: back in the day. Yeah, he was amazing. What well, he's in that. a pretty amazing person. Oh, Good he's stuff, he's, he? he's,
1: yeah. he's yeah, he's got a great face. Oh, he's got an incredible face. Yeah,
0: um, one last
1: thing while we finish off because um, mm-hmm. there's a few things from the diary I could have asked. And we could have talked about the Space Shuttle and maybe we will in the future. And we could have talked about a Nola game maybe we will in the future. And we obviously we've yeah. talked about the eye doctor a bit before. And the phrase, just tore the arse out of New York City, was a great phrase. <laughs> and that might actually just have to be the title for the episode because I think it's just a brilliant phase, even, even though we're not going to talk about it. The bit that was brought back to, right? And it's a throwaway. It's one of your throwaways and yet you knew I'd pick up on it. You went out in Philly to mm. buy a big torch When did you turn into Alan Partridge? (laughs) I needed a big torch for home, he says. Did I? Well,
0: I don't know. Uh, What else did I buy? It wasn't just a big torch, was it? That's just all you said. I went out to get a big torch. We needed a big torch (laughs) for home.
1: (laughs) And I I just, Uh, I just, I just, oh my God, he's gone Alan Partridge. He's got some leather driving
0: gloves and the whole nine yards. Yeah, well, uh, d- d- the Americans will do a better big torch than the Brits. Do you know what I mean? They do macho shit. If you, if and you Philly's probably a macho town for shit like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, well, as I said, we I had breakfast in this truck stop before we went into town. And... There you know, it was a nice breakfast, The truck stop breakfast, and then, then you walk through the shop to get out, and his shop was just full of that kind of stuff, you know, stuff that truckers want: mm. reflective triangles and um, big torches, big torches, and uh, you know, and then steel toe cut boots, and and then you get to, you get to the. Um, the cash registers, you know, the checkout, and you can't mow for Viagra. And it's just 47 different kinds of Viagra on the checkout, and you just think, oh, these poor, poor women who are married to these truckers who are away for, like, I don't know how many weeks in their trucks and then come home with these sort of 72-hour hard-ons you know and all of this <laughs> with the big torch and the
1: luminous triangle Bulgy,
0: bulging bulging <laughs> with the agra from, yeah. from 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 every bulgeable place temples pulsating <laughs> <laughs> honey I'm home <laughs>
1: Looking a bit like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did think that was a lovely little section of diary. Don't, it was just
0: don't, don't cough. There'll be blood everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you must. Have, you must. Have, even, clearly, it landed because you you walked out with your big torch. I did. I didn't buy any Viagra. No. It'd be no use to me, really. You know, I dunno, don't, don't I think I was still i still got about six weeks to go at that point.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. At that stage it was yeah. Big talk's probably more use. Right, shall we should we call it a day for one five four? Where are we gonna be
0: next time? Where are you gonna be next Monday Tuesday? Next Monday Tuesday I'll be home again.
1: Right. I'll right. be
0: home again. Where will you be? Will you be I back get in...
1: back on Tuesday morning. I'm here oh, a full okay, week. So we'll, we'll both be so. at home,
0: but then I'm off to Italy. Um, fairly, I think it's fairly. I've got them all mixed up. I know we're doing Leicester, and we're doing Padua or Padova, um, and I think that one's first. So we might be off to Italy before we're doing the the English one, and then we're off to Montreal, and then we're doing Berlin last. Hmm. So, I think so. I know Berlin's last, I know Montreal's the penultimate one, but I, I can't quite get my head around whether Italy's before Leicester or after Leicester.
1: I'm my head, I hear Leicester down for the end of May
0: towards the Bank weekend. Right. So, then, oh, maybe that's ah. Well, yes, no.
1: Then Again, we do have the internet at our disposal. Would you like me to check? Shall I check? You could, yes. You could, oh, because let me let me do that. Let me do that. Let I don't real. come off the screen, I'm on. Oh, I flit a bit, no, I flit around a bit.
0: Yeah, but you're younger than me, <laughs> not by that much.
1: I just find myself getting drawn to your little grey bit at you, and, and I'm just a bit of everything. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm
0: gonna cover it up now. <laughs> hey, yeah.
1: Italy's the 28th sure. to the 29th of April. <laughs> then you go to Montreal. Oh. At 12th to 14th, and de Montfort is the 27th, 28th of May, which must be the bank holiday weekend.
0: Oh, that's after that then. Yeah. So and then I'm having Germany's a
1: birthday. Yes, yeah, you'll be having I'm a birthday. i having a
0: birthday in Montreal, yeah. So, yeah, that's so
1: Italy next. So obviously uh, Harlem next week, 14th, 15th. Then you've got a couple of weeks off not quite actually 13 days Um, um, for Italy well I mean essentially a fortnight because it's a weekend then we're
0: doing Italy then we're off to Montreal fortnight later yeah
1: Mm. Uh, it's exciting isn't it fortnight after that you're back in De Montfort which I'm hoping to go to and then um, nearly a a break of a month before you go to Berlin
0: Mm. oh you should come to that as well
1: I'll try yes I've, I've got Berlin in my head to try and do
0: yeah, come to yeah. Berlin. I'll come to Berlin then.
1: I'll come to Berlin. Yeah. Right, I'm going to leave you to it. You go back to your gin.
0: Anthony, that was a sterling effort after oh, well, thank, thank Christ you. knows how long in your whatever it was, Dreamliner or it, 747 or your Sopwith Camel or however it, you got there. It, it was, was an ABUS A350. An ABUS A350. You can't argue with that, can you? No, you can't. That beautiful, beautiful, what a beautiful airplane! Right, go and lie down or stand up whatever you, whichever thing is going to go. I'll do both at the same time. You go and stand up, and I'll go and lie down, and we'll see. See you very soon.